if we are followers of Jesus, we know that there is going to be conflict. And yet, the beauty of all of that conflict is that even though we know because of the kingdom that we belong to, uh, that we are heading, heading straight toward a collision course with the kingdom of the world, that we can have victory. I think this morning, God wants you to know that you can leave having victory. That you can begin to actually live your life in such a way that you can live from now forward from a place of victory, holding the trophy in the winner's circle, We've been in this series. Some of you have, have been with us seven long weeks. We have walked through uh, these seven letters from the churches of Asia Minor in the, in the book of Revelation, chapters 2 and 3. We've just simply said, hey, these are letters from heaven. Jesus is addressing uh, the whole church. And this entire series really has been about, hey, we can have victory. At the end of every one of these letters, in chapters 2 and 3 of Revelation, uh, there's these glorious words, to Him who overcomes, to the One who has victory, to the One who conquers. It's these constant promises from the Lord Jesus like, hey, here's some keys to victory. Here's some things that you can do. Here's some, uh, some places that you need to be. And so constantly, we have just been trying week after week to give you a formula to say, hey, how is it that you, as followers of Jesus, uh, can come around as His church and be victorious? And we have looked down through each of these churches and we've said, hey, we can have victory by, uh, by simply keeping Christ central, uh, trying to say, I am still holy in love with God. And I'm going to be victorious by not compromising. And I'm going to be victorious by making decisions that, uh, that reflect a holy God. And I'm going to make decisions that, uh, that, that stand in victory. And not compromising. And standing for truth. And I'm going to let God know every single day that I need Him. And I'm going to demonstrate that. I'm going to find ways of showing God and showing other people that I do really need Him. And in all of that, I have victory. But here's the craziest thing. This is so wild. God does want you to have victory, but victory is not about the breadth of our influence. You see, victory is not about how many people you know. Uh, victory isn't about uh, how big your church is. Victory isn't how many people that you've talked to Jesus about. All of those are wonderful things. But what this whole portion of Scripture has, has pointed us to is that victory is about the depth of your faithfulness. Victory is about the depth of your faithfulness. I mean, if there's a question that has underlined all of, these, all of these chapters and all of these churches is, will you be 
faithful? Will you be faithful? And if you can say in a variety of circumstances, in a variety of ways, yes, I will be faithful. I will be faithful in my workplace when when something unethical is going on and I will stand where Christ would stand. And I'm not going to compromise. You are faithful and you have victory. When when you know uh, that you need to talk to the person that you're dating or you're thinking about dating, uh, that there has to be really clear boundary lines as to where this relationship is and where it's going. And you're going to stand and say, there's not going to be any compromise here. You're, You're saying beyond a shadow of a doubt, I am going to be faithful. When you begin to say, I I am going to make decisions that that really demonstrate that I desperately need God. And I'll do even crazy things like go 10 days without touch or 10 days without shoes. Then you begin to demonstrate that you are faithful and that you have victory. Now, why is, it, why is it that you need victory? Why is it that, that all of us collectively need to come to a place where we begin to actually live like we've won? Because when you begin to live, when you begin to live a victorious life now, when you begin to live from a place of victory, then Heaven only knows the kinds of things that you might accomplish. When you begin to live from a place of victory, uh, what you find is that your life is free to be bold and courageous. In chapter 21 of Revelation, the same words that are used earlier on in these letters in regards to Jesus and the kind of victory that you and I can have because of Him shows up in in chapter 21. It's this glorious picture. It's this glorious picture of Jesus. All All of the vile henchmen have been discarded. The beast is gone. The opposing culture is gone. Satan himself has has been cast away. And at the very beginning of chapter 21, it we begin to see heaven and earth come together. Chapter 21 in Revelation, if you want to join with me there, I'm going to read the first seven verses. Revelation 21. When we live from a place of victory... When we live from a place of victory, we will have the freedom to live courageously. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. 
And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and He will live with them, and they will be His people, and God Himself will be their God, and He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. And He was seated on the throne and said, I am making everything new. And He said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. And he who overcomes will inherit all of this. And I will be his God, and he will be my son. He who overcomes will inherit all of this. And I will be his God, and he will be my son or daughter. He who overcomes will inherit all of it. You see, Jesus has already won the victory. Jesus has already won the victory. The victory for you and I has already been won. Unfortunately, you and I have to live in the tension uh, between good and evil, living in a kingdom that is not here. But He says to the one who will live victory, the one who will live like they belong in the winner's circle. I will give heaven. I will give this place where they can fellowship with me. Where there's no more crying or mourning or pain. Where, where the conflict of good and evil is no longer. I will give that place to those who will live from a place of victory. And the greatest part is not only has Jesus won the victory, He wants us to participate with Him right now. Go back just a few chapters to chapter 17. Notice what Jesus says. Notice what John says about Jesus. In chapter 17, verse 14. Chapter 17, verse 14. They will make war against the Lamb, Jesus, but the Lamb will overcome them because He is Lord of lords and King of kings, and with Him will be His called, chosen, and faithful followers. You see, we have this glorious invitation to go ahead and, and become part and participate in the victory that Christ has already won. When Jesus died on the cross, it was the death blow to Satan himself. And although you and I have to live in the tension of good and evil, of right and wrong, right now, Jesus is saying to all those who would follow Him, I am giving you a glorious opportunity to live from a position of victory. You see, he, he died, and He was buried, and He was resurrected. And there's something actual that takes place when you and I, as followers of Jesus, walk into the waters of baptism, and we die to self, and we rise again to live a new life. When we participate in that way, and we go forward, we can live 
every day from a position of victory. When we live from a position of victory, we're free to be courageous. We're free to be bold. I have a good friend. He works with me. His name is David Haynes. I don't know how old David is. I don't know if he's 70 or 80 or 100. I have no idea, but he's one of the most gentle people I've ever known in my whole life. And every time he speaks, it's kind of like listening to James Earl Jones, right? He just kind of has this voice that soothes you. And I love just sitting and listening to him. I almost feel like crying every time I hear him. I remember uh, having a conversation with him recently, and he opened up his Bible, and he was, he was beginning to speak, and he, and he just opened up with two words, and he, and he looked at two words, and he said, one day, Mike, one day. And I'm kind of like, what about one day, David? And he goes, you never know what'll happen one day, do you? He goes, one day? You might be asked in a great deal of opposition to stand in the gap for Christ. One day, someone might walk into your school and say, do you believe in Jesus? And you're going to have to give an answer. And I began to think about that, and I began to think about the freedom that Christ gives us to live courageously because He's asking us to participate in a victory that He has already won. And I thought, one day, followers of Jesus will decide that their marriages matter. And that when they need help, they'll go and get the help that's necessary. And there can be victory had in, in Christian marriages, not just in Whiting, but in our community. That one day, we can stand because we recognize that we participate in a victory that's already won for us in heaven. And we have an opportunity to live that out right now. And we can have victory in our marriages. And we can have victory in our parenting. Amen, parents? And when we're struggling with teenagers and teenagers and early, early college students and, and, and adult children and, and we're praying for them and we're on our knees for them and, and there's a little sass coming back once in a while and we get the eye roll and, and we get down on our face and we're with people and the rest of the church going, what do I do? But even in those moments, we can begin to say, I am going to have victory here. And I'm going to do whatever it is within my power. I'm going to do everything in my power to live from a position of victory so that victory will reign in this. And I'm going to create environments where my kids can come to know the love and the grace and yes, maybe even the judgment of Christ so that they might live holy. Every day, I was uh, listening to another preacher, and, and, uh, and he said, hey, there's this app on your phone. It's, it's called the Echo app, and it'll actually remind you those, those things, those, those few things that maybe you desperately want to pray for over and over, and you can set a schedule, and it will pop up, it'll ding on your phone, and you can write out a prayer 
And I decided in my parenting that my kids were important enough, I actually hashtagged myself, hashtag kids. And I have a prayer written out on my phone. It goes off at 325, about the time they get out of school every day. Why do I share that with you? Because, gang, we have an opportunity to live from a place of victory in the real places where conflict exists in our life. Parents, is there conflict sometimes in your home with your kids? Have you ever found yourself yelling more than praising? Have you found that sometimes there's a little more sass in your house than you can almost stand? Then perhaps, then perhaps, this message from Jesus is that we can live from a place of victory because of what Jesus has already done and what He's asking us to participate in, our marriages and our parenting, that our work ethic at our jobs, that our relationships with friends, our relationships with neighbors, our relationships with people that maybe don't like us very much, that in all of it, in all of it, we have this glorious opportunity to live from a place of victory. Now, why is any of this important? It's because when you live courageously, when you recognize that you have been given an opportunity to live from a place of victory instead of defeat, it means that you are courageous, but it also means that you teach others how to win. You see, your witness, your testimony then becomes one of victory instead of defeat. And yeah, maybe you have all of the stuff. You have garbage bag after garbage bag. Uh, and, and maybe there has been a time in your life when you had to try and lug all of that stuff around. And you've got sin back there. And, and you've got bad choices. And, and Jesus, because He's asking you to live from a place of victory, He said, hey, hey, let's lighten the load. I'm going to cut that off. I've already paid for that. And I'm going to allow you to live from a place of victory now and you get to go and tell other people who are still loaded down, you get to go tell them. You get to go experience life with them in a victorious position. Not a defeated one. And gang, that is good news. When you have an opportunity to live from a position of victory, uh, you now have an opportunity to tell other people about God's grace. And just because you're living from that position of victory, it means that quite naturally you're going to invite, share, serve. You're going to be walking headlong into Helping other people grow in their relationship with Jesus. Not because the church told you to do so, but because you recognize that you've been given a place of victory and you get to share it with other people. Because winners help other people win. Victors help other people share the victory. We have an opportunity this morning. To say, I'm walking out of here this morning, not defeated. I'm not walking out of here with my head low. I'm not walking out of here 
with a, a bag of sin that I am trying to figure out what to do with. We know what Jesus did with sin. He said, I'm going to take the sins and the failures of people and I'm going to nail it to the cross. And when He did, He died. And then He resurrected. And He's in heaven. And He's saying, hey, you live from a position of victory this morning. Leave with a position of victory. And here's what I think it looks like. There's an eight-second clip that I want to show you in about 10 seconds. I have a good friend. His name's Eddie Sanders. Eddie got to come and spend a week with me here about a week ago. And uh, he's kind of one of those friends, you know, that you don't get to spend a lot of time with, but when you do, it's really good. The day before he was supposed to arrive, he calls me and he says, hey, I, I'm not going to be there today. And I'm like, okay, well, what's up? He says, Luke, his five-year-old son, had fallen off his bike. No big deal. He said, yeah, he cut his, he cut his eye. I said, oh, oh, okay. He said, yeah, it needed stitches. Okay, all right. He said, yeah, that doesn't seem like any big deal. He said, three or four stitches. He said he got up the next morning and his eye was swollen shut. So we go back to the doctor. We give him some antibiotics that don't work. So they take my five-year-old son and they put him in a room that's fairly sterile and they tell him he can't leave and that he's going to have emergency eye surgery. They have the surgery, but he still has to go back to the room because but they're afraid of the infection. Imagine a five-year-old boy in a room the size of a closet for a number of days. The rest of his faculty is just fine, but they tell him, you cannot leave the room. His mom having the forethought, decided to record the moment he heard that he got to go home. And I want you to see it. Guess what? What? We get to go home today. <laughs> <laughs> may your hearts, may your minds, may your lives live from a place of victory. Because Jesus is saying, hey, at any moment, you get to go home today. And we can all raise our hands and say, victory! Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for the victory that you give us. Lord, I pray that in, in real places, we will stand in victory. I pray, Father, that if we came in loaded with burdens of sin and doubt, that you will erase that. Lord, that you will cut it free from us that You will release us from the sins of our own guilt 
And Lord, that we can begin to live real lives from a place of victory. And Lord, that it will show up. It will show up in our faithfulness to you. And Father, it will show up in how we help others win. We love you. We want to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen.